Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives Season 18, Episode 10, Don't Put All Your Eggs in One Basket. This episode, Cody feels an identity without their dad. That is exactly what Christine and Janelle's plan is for the kids. It's to separate their kids completely from Cody so that they can have the kids all to themselves. Cody's delusional. He lives in fantasy land, la la land, if he believes that. All Cody wants to do is deflect and create bullshit, lies, and a narrative in his mind that he feels would justify his absence in his kids' lives. No one took the kids away from Cody other than Cody's behavior himself. And Christine and Janelle did nothing to take the kids away from Cody. And they definitely don't want their kids to have to have a separation from their father. They much prefer that Cody be present in their kids' lives and that Cody invest in them rather than them seeing all of the hurt and emotional pain Cody inflicts with his absence. Mel and Christine don't want to see their kids hurt. They would love for Cody to wake up one day and say, wow, I want to be a dad today. I'm calling up Gabe. I'm calling up Garrison. I'm calling up Isabel. They would love that. No mother likes to see her kids hurt. And Cody is so delusional and his ego is so disgusting that he thinks that the moms prioritize their hatred for him and alienating him from his kids to punish him because he does these dirty, nasty tricks to them. When Cody failed to call Savannah on Christmas, what was he doing? He was neglecting Savannah on purpose as a punishment to Janelle because he didn't like the way things were going with Janelle. Cody plays disgusting tricks. Everything is about his ego. And Cody assumes that because he plays dirty that his wives do too. Guess what? Janelle and Christine love their kids. They prioritize their kids. Their kids come before any emotions they would possibly have about Cody and they would never want to keep their kids away from their dad. They want their kids to be happy, to have self-worth, to feel loved. And that matters way more than any agenda they might have against Cody, which they don't. Cody's paranoid, Cody's delusional, and Cody's manipulative as fuck. He views everyone as his enemy, and he does things with intention to try and get back at people, to try and be cruel, to try and punish people, and he assumes that everyone else treats him that way, and he's sadly mistaken, and he's a very miserable person. Janelle and Christine are uniting and they're maintaining traditions and creating traditions and establishing new traditions with the kids, not because they want to alienate Cody. They want the kids to feel stability. They want the kids to feel security. They want the kids to feel like they have a family and continuity of some kind, that the kids have their core home base intact. And since Cody as a father really is not willing to invest and participate in having good, healthy relationships with his kids, and he's not really interested in their well-being or he wouldn't treat them that way, Cody should really be thanking his lucky stars that Janelle and Christine are tight and that they are establishing these traditions regularly so that the kids still feel they have a support system and a stable family since Cody is absent. A divorce, a separation, a parent moving away with the child, that is not an excuse 
to not be present in your kids' lives. If you really wanna be present, you will be present as a father and you will be there no matter what as a father regardless of the situation, regardless of the relationship with the mother, regardless of their location of if they moved away or where they lived, you will find a way to be there and to be present in your child's life. Cody does what he wants. If Cody wanted to be there, he would be there. And last episode, he made it clear, I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to call them. I don't want to see them. However they feel about me, I feel that way about them. That's how Cody felt about it. He doesn't want to see his kids. He said that in plain English. He doesn't want to be there. If he wanted to be there, he would. And a father's relationship with his kids, especially who are grown adults, is his responsibility. It's not on Janelle. It's not on Christine. If Cody cares about his children's well-being at any age, he would be there no matter what. If Cody cares about having good relationships with his kids, he would be there nurturing them regardless of the situation. Cody can blame his absence on anything in the world he likes, but the reality is if Cody wanted to be there, he would be. And if a father or a mother wants a good relationship with their kids, they will make every effort in the world to be present with their kids and to be there. It's on Cody as a parent to make the effort and connect with his kids, no one else. Cody wants to make it seem like the reason his kids want nothing to do with him, that it's the mom's influence over them, keeping the kids against him, keeping Cody from the kids. All of the kids mostly are over 18. If not, they're very close to 18, other than maybe truly, and she'll be there soon enough. The reality is most of the kids are adults. They think for themselves, they feel of themselves. These kids, they see their dad's behavior and they want nothing to do with him. All because of the way Cody treats them, all because of the way Cody treats their moms. And you know, without the support system Janelle and Christine have created for the kids, who really knows how well they would handle all of the emotional roller coaster rides Cody has really put them on. The hurt, the trauma inflicted from Cody's bullshit and toxicity and bad behavior, it's a lot. And so thankfully the kids have Christine who understands their emotions, who is very emotionally intelligent, who can communicate with them. And Janelle is there as well. And they have this support system. They see each other regularly. They have this reassurance that everything's still good. Everything's still okay. There is a normal there. There is a connection to what they know and what they love and their support system. And they need that. They need people who can communicate with them, who can understand what they're going through. And that's wonderful. And without that, it would be even more difficult to deal with. Because obviously Cody doesn't communicate. It's not like the kids can dig deep and really reveal their feelings and emotions to Cody and Cody's going to understand. The only person Cody cares about is himself and feeding his ego. And if it's not convenient, if he doesn't get that perfect hero supply, he cuts you off. He doesn't give a fuck what their feelings are. He's not going to sit and listen and understand and respond back with reasonable emotions and logical thoughts. They don't have him to communicate to they really just have the moms. This episode, Cody says that Christine has so much influence over Janelle that he thinks it's pathetic, 
But he doesn't want to say anything to Janelle. He is afraid of Christine and he's also afraid that the kids will find out about it. So Cody treats Janelle as if she's this weak-minded person. She can't think for herself. And you know, maybe the way Cody continually underestimates and invalidates Janelle, maybe that's one of the reasons she doesn't want to reconcile with him. You know, every time Cody opens his mouth, he adds another reason to the list of why Janelle doesn't want to reconcile with him. This episode, Cody really emphasizes his lack of self-awareness when he mentions that he was trying to teach Gabe and Garrison accountability because Janelle and Christine don't know what it is. Now, when have we ever, ever seen Cody take a grain of sand's worth of accountability? That's really rich coming from him. Cody never takes accountability. Everything is everyone else's fault. It's always deflect, deflect, deflect with Cody. Everyone else is always the bad guy. It couldn't possibly be Cody's bad behavior or Robin's toxic behavior and favoritism here. That contributed to this unhealthy dynamic. This episode, Cody says a bad sister wife takes her kids away from her husband. And he says that's exactly what Christine has done. Cody says, Robin, oh, precious angel cap in hand. Robin is not guilty of that. That's interesting considering the level of investment Robin demands from Cody means that he has to neglect all of his other kids just to cater to her kids. Obviously, we all know because we have more than two brain cells to rub together. Christine is not a bad sister wife. And Christine obviously also didn't take away her kids from her ex-husband. Cody neglects his kids. He abandons his kids when they stop being convenient for him and when they stop being that perfect supply for him that uplifts his ego. Cody suggesting that Christine influences the kids or takes them away, that's bullshit. What alienated Cody's kids from Cody is Cody himself and his toxic behavior and his neglect and his favoritism. Cody is really his own worst enemy. And the more he deflects, the more he blames Christine for his own shortcomings and faults, the more he disparages Christine, the more he underestimates his kids and their ability to think for themselves, the less any of them will want anything to do with him. And the more he really shows his ass to the world. Cody is so threatened by Christine. He gives her so much power. She lives rent-free in his head. Oh, Christine is an all-powerful goddess. Apparently, in Cody's world, Christine can do mind control. She controls the kids' thoughts. He poisoned the kids against him. He convinced Janelle that Cody's a bad guy and she shouldn't reconcile. She should stay separated. Christine is just so powerful. I mean, I don't know why TLC didn't do a show on her superhuman ability to manipulate and influence. Maybe she should be studied in the lab because she can do things that 11 of Stranger Things might not be able to do. Dean is very powerful in Cody's mind and he way overestimates her influence and he really underestimates her integrity and her character. He really should be really grateful to Christine because without her and her communication skills and her empathy and her emotional intelligence, the kids would all have a much harder time coping with having a father like him. Also, this episode, Janelle says, and it's spot on, that Cody isn't pining away for the family he lost, except 
for when his ego is involved and it makes him look bad that his family is no longer intact. Janelle really makes it clear that Cody only grieves for his family for optics, for his ego. You know, Cody was waiting for this and Janelle says Cody was waiting for everyone to leave unless they were willing to live the way he wanted everyone to live to make this work for him, to make this convenient for him. And, you know, Cody's grief about the family breaking up, it's just all about optics and it's all about his ego and the way he looks. It's all very true and I'm glad Janelle is saying this. Cody said it all when he referred to his family and to his other wives and kids as the obstacles to his goals in life. And he was waiting to free himself of those obstacles. He was creating hoop after hoop, obstacle after obstacle, finding excuses for why the family couldn't get together, even after the pandemic, for why he couldn't be present with all of the wives and kids. First, Cody used the pandemic. Then he insisted that all of the shit swept under the rug for years. All of it had to be resolved before they could get back together because Cody doesn't want to get together or he wouldn't be creating all of these obstacles, these shifting goalposts, excuses he thinks are justifiable to himself in his mind as to why he would be absent, as to why his absence doesn't make him the bad guy. Cody has no desire to get together. He doesn't want to be with his family. And he said it last week. He doesn't want to see his other kids. He doesn't want to call them. And Janelle knows when Cody cries, oh, my family, my family. It's all about his optics. It's his ego. It's for selfish reasons. He cries for himself. He wants pity. He wants sympathy. He wants empathy. He isn't crying for his family. He's crying for himself because he thinks he's supposed to respond that way and it makes him look better to the world. This episode opens with Janelle and Christine doing an Easter celebration with their kids. Cody and Robin don't celebrate Easter, so they're going to be celebrating the Resurrection Sunday on Easter Sunday. And Cody says things going on in the family are tough and they see some family and they don't see other family. There has been a line in the sand with the family and some people are crossing over it and some people aren't. And of course, Cody's just fine with that. Christine explains that the family hasn't celebrated Easter since the kids were very young because Cody decided years ago that Easter was way too much of a pagan holiday for his liking. Cody says the Easter thing is so passe. He decided to celebrate Passover instead because that conforms more to his interpretation of the scripture. Janelle explains that there is no specific polygamous dogma about how to celebrate Easter or Christmas within their faith. She admits they usually do try to keep it Christ-centered though. Janelle says as a family, they were really always trying to figure out the most holy way to celebrate things. And Cody felt he was more in line with God if he celebrated Passover instead of Easter. So the family together stopped celebrating Easter and they decided to celebrate the Passover and the resurrection instead. And that made Christine really sad because she grew up celebrating Easter. Mary never celebrated Easter growing up, so it wasn't hard for her to stop. 
there was no Easter allowed in the family until Robin came into the picture. Janelle explains how they didn't do Easter because Cody didn't want to before Robin came into the family. But Robin made it known when she came into the family that her kids celebrate Easter. So Robin told Cody it was fine. On Easter, she would just take her kids to celebrate the holiday at her mom's house. But Cody didn't want Robin to leave, of course, so Easter then miraculously got reincorporated into their Passover traditions. It was a compromise to mesh the two traditions together. Christine explains that Robin certainly had a lot of leverage, and there were lots of changes when Robin came into the family, and some things, like the Easter thing, got better when Robin came into the family. Cody forbid Easter all of those years ago. It wasn't allowed. And then when Robin came in, all of a sudden he changed his tune. Robin explains that when a new wife comes into the family, there will be changes because that new wife is now a part of this family. And Robin doesn't know why all of a sudden it was different when she came into the family about the Easter thing. She thinks maybe it was just new ideas or thought processes. She really isn't sure why. Cody changed his tune. Robin is just playing dumb. She knows that good old best customer service got Cody to change his tune. And also, honestly, I really think Cody changed his tune because Cody, people like Cody, they're usually controlling and they don't like a lot of outside influences. They like to have you all to themselves. So when Robin said, well, that's okay for Easter, I'll just go to my mom's. Cody probably didn't like that idea because he thinks about all the complaining Robin could do, all the advice her mom could give back, and that there Robin would have a support system that's all for her. So if she has anything critical to say about Cody or the family, that they're going to talk with her, then she's going to have her own ideas. And Cody probably didn't want that. Cody wanted her to stay in the family, so that's my opinion on probably why he incorporated Easter. Christine suggests that maybe it was that Robin had more leverage because Cody was just so in love with her. Of course, they're soulmates. Robin is the preferred wife, the favorite wife, and she had been from day one. Christine is very excited about celebrating Easter this year with Janelle and the kids. Christine is making Easter eggs for an Easter egg hunt and she's filling them with money and candy. That's awesome, the money part. She feels like this Easter celebration is an act of rebellion, an act of defiance. And she's creating new fun traditions for the family as well. But part of the reason Christine is celebrating Easter is because Cody said no. And when Cody first said no, when Easter was forbidden before Robin came into the family, Christine was heartbroken over it. So now she really wants to celebrate and embrace Easter. Christine says everything she really wanted, she is bringing back into her life. And she decided from now on, she is celebrating Easter. Everyone is over at Garrison's for Easter and Janelle is getting into Easter. She's really excited about it. And in the past, Janelle was on Cody's team about Easter. Janelle felt that Easter was pagan. She was cool with foregoing Easter all of those years ago. But this year, Steen sees Janelle really getting into Easter, being excited about it. She's dying eggs and all. And Christine explains that she doesn't think Janelle is ready to end it with Cody. 
Cody delusionally says that they can fix it. They can heal things and they can get some of the family, most of it, he thinks, back together. Cody explains that right now, because of where everybody is at and where he is at, he has a life with Robin and her children. And so he is okay with it, even though he hopes that the family can ultimately fix things and move things to a different place. Janelle feels that they need to have traditions established that have meaning for this part of the family, for herself, for Christine, for her kids, for Christine's kids, and they need to have an identity and traditions to move forward with this part of the family. Cody feels that an identity without their dad, that is exactly what Christine and Janelle's plan is. It's to separate the kids from him so that Christine and Janelle can have the kids all to themselves. Obviously, we know that that's not true. Cody even said last episode that he didn't even want to see his kids. He didn't want to communicate with them. He is full of resentment towards them, and he made it clear. And again, without the support system and these traditions that Janelle and Christine created, who knows how much worse the impact would be on the kids from Cody's absence and emotional abuse and cruelty. Janelle and Christine both have made it very clear how hurt their kids have been as a result of Cody's neglect. And they have both made clear that they wish Cody would make more effort and be there for the kids. And it is really insulting to the kids' intelligence to suggest that they don't like him all because of Christine and Janelle's influences over them that they can't think for themselves. When really... The kids aren't into Cody, and it's directly because of his neglect and toxic behavior. Cody neglects his other kids and their moms to focus solely on his favorite wife and her kids. Cody's kids feel betrayed. They feel cast aside, and they don't feel all of that emotional hurt and suffering because of Christine or Janelle or anything they did. If anything, Christine and Janelle's support network and love and communication have carried the kids through this trauma. Without them, it would be much worse. Cody's kids, they feel betrayed. They feel hurt and cast aside because of Cody and Cody's behaviors and his words and his toxic actions, his neglect and his favoritism and his cruelty. And the more Cody blames Christine and Janelle, the family favorites who have helped the kids get through the hurt that Cody caused, the less the kids will want anything to do with Cody. Cody really just wants to point his finger at anyone else rather than taking accountability for his own absence and bad behavior. Cody's paranoid and he's imagining that people are out to get him because he's a nut, because he is out to get people and he sees in his own resentment. Janelle and Christine don't even think about Cody. They feel relieved to be done with him. They aren't wasting time, scheming, devising plans against him to separate him from his kids. That's absurd. Christine explains that when they moved to Flagstaff, things became difficult. Family gatherings were hard. There was lots of tension in the air. But this Easter with she and Janelle and all of their kids, it feels like what a real holiday should feel like for Christine. Instead of having all of that tension in the air, Next, we hear from Robin and we learn, oh, Robin, when Robin tries to plan holidays, she goes through this process of mourning and it literally hurts her heart when she thinks about how they aren't spending holidays doing all the traditions together. 
Her heart is broken that she just has to have the holidays with Cody and her kids. Interestingly, we learn that Mary was in Flagstaff for Easter Sunday, and it was just a regular Sunday for Mary. Cody and Robin didn't invite Mary over. She wasn't going to invite herself over, so she just spent Easter alone at her house in Flagstaff just doing her thing. It's interesting that Robin claims that she mourns the family before planning every single holiday because they just won't be doing it together as a family. But she didn't think to invite Mary over. Nell and Christine have left the family and they do holidays together with their kids. It's peaceful. They even enjoy the holidays more without all that tension. And Robin is complaining that she mourns every holiday that they're not together. And Mary's sitting alone in her house in Flagstaff just hoping for the phone to ring for an invitation from Robin. And Robin couldn't even bother to call and invite Mary over for Easter. Mary really doesn't have much connection to the family. Mary is still hanging on and she's hoping one day that Cody will suddenly change his tune about their marriage. And all she really has is Robin and Robin's kids. And Cody and Robin, they knew Mary was home alone for Easter. And Robin says that she mourns the family being together. Oh, it breaks her heart. It breaks her heart every single holiday when she has to plan. Mary is sitting home alone. The woman who sacrificed her legal marriage for Robin, she was sitting home alone in Flagstaff as Robin is claiming she's mourning and she's heartbroken that the holiday would be spent all alone when she easily knows she could have called Mary and she knows Mary was hoping to be invited and she wasn't going to invite herself. And heartbroken Robin is so upset, oh, that the holidays are all alone, but she couldn't think to call Mary. Really? The one that Robin begs? Please hang on. Hang on, don't leave, don't leave me here all alone. Robin knows that Mary is only hanging on for the connection she has left with her and her kids. And Robin couldn't even bother to call Mary, who was sitting alone on Easter when she claims spending the holidays alone makes her so heartbroken. What a liar. If Robin was heartbroken and if she really cared about Mary, if she appreciated Mary's sacrifices for her, she would definitely extend an invitation to Mary on Easter, knowing that Mary is in Flagstaff, rather than allowing Mary to sit alone in her house. If Robin really wants the family, and if she's really so heartbroken and she's mourning, she would have called Mary. Janelle and Christine aren't mourning. They're enjoying. They're having the time of their lives on the holidays. So I don't understand why Robin is so emotional. Maybe she feels some guilt and she knows she contributed to this by enabling the monster and allowing all the favoritism that she knew was unfair. Janelle doesn't miss Cody. She doesn't miss Robin or Mary this Easter. And she says she finds the most peace she has felt in a long time on this Easter with Christine and the kids. Mary explains that there have been times throughout the years that she has had great relationships like the one she has with her bestie Jen with different members of her family. At one point, she had that with Christine. She had that with Robin. Although, Mary admits with Robin, the friendship is more serious. It's always all about the family and what is happening in the family. And they talk about all the different relationships, about what is happening, about who likes who, about who wants to get rid of whom. And Mary doesn't let herself really let loose and have fun because she doesn't have the same trust level like she has with her bestie Jen. 
She doesn't have that trust with other members of her family. Cody feels that he and Mary have a reasonable, amiable relationship. It's distant. He doesn't see her very often. Cody doesn't know what to do with a marriage that is eternal but doesn't have any fire. Robin thinks if Mary sticks around long enough and they get through what happened with Christine and Cody gets through what happened with Janelle, then Cody can work through all of his anger and emotions over all that. Then she thinks Cody and Mary, they'll have a chance to work it all out. So Mary should just wait. And Mary is last in line for Cody, a second class citizen for him to deal with. According to Robin, Mary should just wait it out. She should wait until Cody unpacks all of his emotions about Janelle and about Christine. And then after he gets through all that, maybe, maybe he'll have a little space for Mary. And Mary should just wait for that. She's a second class citizen and she should just wait. And she should wait for a marriage Cody already made very clear that he's done with. And it's okay because Cody is angry and he has a lot of resentment towards Christine and Janelle. And all of that resentment he holds comes before Mary and respecting her enough for him to have that conversation with her. In other words, Cody's emotions matter more than Mary as a human being. And Mary should just wait. Now, if Robin were a good friend to Mary, she would stop with the lying and the bullshit and the false hope. If Robin were in Mary's shoes, would Robin just wait around? I don't think so. Mary really feels good about her decision to relocate her business to Parowan and not travel so much so she can handle both of her businesses in a more efficient way. Mary is very happy with her decision. She says it's a good decision. And she says in recent years, there has been lots of family drama. Mary told Robin about her move. Robin was supporting Mary, sticking around, and she really wants to do this with Mary. She doesn't want Mary leaving. And apparently Mary feels the same way. She doesn't want to leave. But when Mary told Cody the news, he reacted the way that Mary thought he would. He didn't care. And Mary was really hoping that Cody would react with more of a realization that she would be physically further away, that he would come to realization that she would be distant, that that would bother him, that he would be bothered by the fact that it will be harder to figure out healing the marriage. And that's what Mary wants to do. Right, but two people have to want and intend for the same things. It's irrelevant whether or not Mary wants to fix the marriage if Cody has already decided he doesn't want to fix it. And I don't know what Mary is hanging around for. Mary wonders about Cody. She says he just went through one divorce. Isn't he concerned about another one? Cody would love if Mary said, I want a divorce. He would love it. Cody is never going to heal the marriage with Mary. He doesn't want to, and he made it clear. It doesn't matter how much Mary wants it. Cody made it clear. He even thinks there is nothing for Mary in Flagstaff. He's done, and he doesn't care about another divorce, especially if it's from Mary. He wants her out of his hair. He doesn't give a fuck. He made that clear. And Mary, apparently in her mind, still thinks because she has the intention of fixing her marriage, whether Cody wants to participate or not, that there is a possibility of healing this marriage. Cody made it clear he never wants to participate again in the marriage. What is there to heal? There is nothing to heal. I mean, Mary can't hold a gun to Cody's head to force him to participate in his marriage. He will never give Mary what she deserves 
or what she wants or needs from him as a husband. Cody doesn't love Mary. He doesn't respect Mary. What is there to heal? Cody explains that his whole life revolves around his household with Robin. And Robin is telling him, fix that relationship with Mary and fix that relationship with your kids and fix that relationship with Janelle. And Cody, he tells her when he is around them, there is no flicker, there is no flame, there is no spark, so he doesn't know what to do here. Cody knows what to do. He doesn't care to do it. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't give a fuck about those relationships. And this, there is nothing here. There is no flicker. There is no spark. There is no flame. In my opinion, Cody means that because the relationships are hard and because they're inconvenient for him and work has to be done to overcome the hiccups caused by his toxic behavior, He wants to take zero accountability for his bad behavior. And it isn't just convenient. It's not him getting his supply, getting cooked ego feasts. If it's not him getting that perfect supply from them because he can't get that supply easily from them because he has to work at it, those people are of no use to him. The relationships are pointless unless Cody is the hero being loved and adored. Otherwise, Cody feels the relationships are inconsequential. They're pointless. Unless Cody gets to be the hero. If Cody isn't the perfect hero, if it's not Sunshine and Daisies, Cody cuts these people out. They become inconsequential to him. And then Cody feels no spark. There's no flame. Because he knows he cannot get his ego fed with bullshit. He knows he can't manipulate these people. And that's what he means by saying there is no spark, there is no flame, that he can't get his supply. When Robin stops treating Cody like the perfect hero, when the kids get older, when they criticize him, Cody will not hesitate to cut them off too. And his excuse will be, oh, there's just no flame. It's not there anymore. There's no spark. There's no flame there. That means this person does not serve feeding my ego. They're useless to me. That's what this is, in my opinion. Cody says it's been weird. He's married to the love of his life, and he has these other situations at different levels of discord, and it's hard to reconcile all of this angst in their lives. And Cody says Janelle doesn't want to reconcile. So he and Janelle, they see each other once in a while. They talk on the phone once in a while. Cody believes that he and Janelle could reconcile, but it would require that Christine and Janelle part ways. Cody says Christine has so much influence over Janelle that he thinks it's pathetic. He doesn't want to say anything to Janelle because he is afraid of Christine or the kids finding out about it. So he just doesn't want to talk about it and he doesn't want to talk about himself. So Cody is now underestimating Janelle's intelligence and her ability to think for herself. He's not just underestimating his kids. He thinks Janelle, who is probably the most intellectual one of all of Cody's wives, she's very book smart, she's very wise, she's very intellectual, that she is so weak-minded that Christine has influenced her decision not to reconcile with him. It couldn't possibly be Cody and that he wanted Janelle to choose her loyalties choose between him or their kids. It couldn't possibly be that Cody suggested to Janelle that she needed to be more loyal like Robin when clearly over the years, 
as the primary breadwinner for the family, she sacrificed her paycheck for this whole family and she was loyal. Janelle also paid for a large chunk of Robin's house with her Vegas house proceeds. She showed her loyalty through her actions. Yet Cody couldn't help her get the family organized enough to pay off the land so she could start building. And he also didn't allow her to use the joint family account that Robin and Christine were allowed to use to secure homes in Flagstaff so that Janelle could finally start building. He told Janelle this was now a patriarchy. He told her she had to be more obedient, more loyal like Robin. And she also had to be friendlier to Robin for their marriage to work. And now Cody wants to deflect and say Janelle doesn't want to reconcile because of Christine's influence, not because of his toxic behavior. Cody greatly overestimates Christine and her superhuman ability to manipulate and influence. He underestimates Christine's integrity and he completely deflects his responsibility and taking accountability for his fault in this, for his part in this. He completely underestimates himself in this equation, all of the effects of his bad behavior, and he greatly underestimates Janelle's intelligence and ability to think for herself. Cody will do or say anything to try and point the finger at anyone but himself. And maybe Cody's inability to take accountability is another reason on the long list of why Janelle doesn't want to reconcile. Christine is getting a short-term rental in Flagstaff to cook for everyone since all of the kids couldn't make it to Easter. Janelle really loves getting together with Christine and the kids. She says there's continuity then and she feels like everything is okay when she's with the family and they get together. Janelle and her kids have decided that they're going to be doing Thanksgiving at Christine's. Cody's going to go nuts. So Janelle and Christine are making holiday plans early since the kids are all scattered. Janelle doesn't plan on ever spending a holiday with Cody again. Christine explains that Garrison is very hurt because he had a great relationship with his dad and so did Gabe. So Christine says it's sad what everything is like now and she feels sad about it. Cody says that Janelle became compliant with Gabe and Garrison. And the next line is rich coming from Cody. Cody says, Janelle's compliance with his boys wrecked their relationship. Deflect much? He says he did nothing with Gabe and Garrison, but try to make them accountable. And Cody says, accountability is something Janelle and Christine know nothing about. One could say that accountability is something Cody knows nothing about. He always refuses to take it. Cody has yet to take accountability for his Rona rules. He has yet to take accountability for missing Isabel's major surgery. He has yet to take accountability for forgetting Gabe's birthday. He has yet to take accountability for doing things unfairly and unequally in his polygamist family to do what is most convenient for him. He has yet to take accountability for having a favorite wife and prioritizing her and her kids ahead of everyone else in the family. Cody has yet to take accountability for making his wives feel like second-class citizens in his family. He has yet to take accountability for neglecting and hurting his kids or for intentionally being cruel to his kids to get back at the moms, plus a plethora of other things. There's a long, long list. This guy deflects 
and he projects and he blames Christine for everything wrong in his life or for his inability to reconcile with Janelle. He blames Christine for his bad relationships with his kids. He blames his wives and he blames his kids for why he was absent and why he behaves in deplorable ways. Cody never takes accountability. He blames everyone else for why he is labeled the bad guy when Cody did this all himself with his words, manipulations, and toxic behaviors. Cody pointing the finger at others, lying on others, blaming others, just makes Cody look like a worse human. Cody takes accountability for nothing. He lies to try and make himself feel better because he thinks it villainizes others in order to lift himself up and that it makes himself look better when it just shows his boil-covered ass. A father who takes no accountability will never show his sons how to be accountable. And Gabe and Garrison have done nothing that they need to be accountable for. Janelle and Christine take accountability. We've seen it and they admit their mistakes. They consider others and they can consider how their actions and words affect others and their emotions. If anything, Janelle and Christine have shown the kids what actual accountability looks like and how to have emotional intelligence, how to own their choices. If not for Christine and Janelle, the kids wouldn't be able to take accountability because Cody displays none. Without the moms in the family, who would the kids learn accountability from? Obviously not from Cody. He takes none. I feel that Cody is projecting his faults onto his sons who luckily were raised by great mothers who made up for all that Cody is lacking when raising the kids. And it really shows in the way the kids have developed in their adult lives. Garrison wanted his home to be a neutral common ground for the family where everyone could have peace. And he mentioned it to his dad. But the answer was no. Cody rejected that olive branch. Janelle explains Cody's stance is that they can come to Robin's house. He would never go to Garrison's. And Cody says they can come to his house if they want to see him, where he gets real loyalty. If they want to see him, they can go there to see him. Garrison is very hurt. And last episode, he said, Robin can take Cody. They don't need a father figure anymore. They're all grown. And he then offered his home as a neutral, peaceful ground, and Cody refused that olive branch. Every time Gabe or Garrison makes an effort, they get rejected. And there will come a day when Cody is left all alone with no one, and he realizes he lost everything, he lost everyone, and he will call them, and they will say, no, Dad, sorry, the bridge is ashes. So I really hope... Cody remembers all of the chances his kids have given him on repeat and the wall he keeps meeting them with. It might be fun and games now, but when this man is old and infirm and alone, and he'll be there soon, he's getting older, he will want his kids and they will be too busy to make time for him. The kids are trying really hard. They keep offering olive branches and Cody doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't want to try. He doesn't want to pretend to try. He just doesn't want to. He just isn't interested. What kind of a heart does this man have that he doesn't feel the weight of any of this on the lives he created with these women who are doing such a beautiful job of 
nurturing the kids and creating some stability for them in their lives. Janelle doesn't foresee that the family will ever knit itself back together again. And that's what would be required to spend the holidays all together. Cody requires that everyone has to go through everything swept under the rug and resolve it all. And they have to basically kiss the ring and do a big show to be able to do the holidays together. Cody, if they resolved all the problems that were swept under the rug, Cody will come up with another shifting goalpost, another hoop to jump through because he doesn't want to get together with his family. There will continually be shifting requirements. It'll be this thing, then that thing, then that thing. He doesn't want to get together. Christine says it's tough to sit there and have everybody over knowing it's not over, but everybody is over in the family. And that is just Janelle and her kids. And the last time she saw Mary was at Isabel's graduation party. And the last time she saw Robin was the day before she moved out of Flagstaff. Janelle hasn't seen Robin or Mary for about six months. Robin and Mary and her kids, they got together to hang out and Robin's kids really love Mary. She has great relationships with them. Mary says the kids love her unconditionally and it's cool to hang out with people who love you like that. Robin says it's important for Mary to have a relationship with her kids and the older kids, they really love and respect Mary because of how she gave up her legal marriage so that Cody could adopt them. Mary says, even though she doesn't have the relationship she wants with Cody, she still has this. She has a relationship with Robin and the relationships with her kids, and she isn't going to walk away from this experience like she had today with Robin and her kids visiting. And Mary says that's very important to her. So is Mary staying in this marriage to Cody where she knows she isn't respected, she isn't valued, and she isn't loved, and it'll never change just because she wants to continue access and the relationships with Robin and her kids? Can't Robin reassure her, listen, even if you leave Cody, you are still welcome. You will keep that relationship with me. You will keep the relationship with the kids. We aren't going anywhere. I feel like the only reason Mary is keeping her marriage to Cody, knowing it's never going to go anywhere, knowing Cody will never love her back, is she is afraid to lose these relationships, and that's the only family she has. That's sad. She maybe sees Robin and her kids, like, I doubt she sees them more than 10 times a year. I think 10 times a year is probably more than she actually sees them, and that's what she's holding on to. And Robin couldn't even invite her over for Easter. Next, Janelle and Christine have a private talk, and Christine really wants Janelle to be happy. They always talk one-on-one, but Christine says if she oversteps, if she asks too many questions, Janelle will just shut down, and then the conversation is over. Christine is curious, but she doesn't want to overstep. Cody didn't come over at all during this visit that Christine had to Flagstaff to see his kids. And Janelle says, Cody came over on his normal schedule around 6.30 or 7 at night and he would leave very early in the morning by 6.30 or 7 when she lived in the RV because Cody had to help get Saul and Ari ready for school when she lived in that RV. Now, Christine doesn't ever remember a time when Cody left Robin's house to come over to her house to help get her kids off to school. And Christine thinks it's disgusting that Cody would leave one wife's home to go to another wife's home 
to help that wife get her kids ready for school. And that would take time away from the wife whose time it was. Christine wonders, can't Robin help get her kids ready for school when he isn't there? So that Cody can spend time with the wife he is actually scheduled to be with during that day? Janelle points out that he wasn't helping get her kids ready in the morning. She remembers in Lehigh that Logan was helping her other kids get ready for school in the morning. In fact, in the mornings, she had no idea where Cody was. He didn't pitch in to the getting ready for school routine. So again, we have an example of Cody being far more invested in Robin and her kids, doing more for her than he ever did with any of his other wives and kids. Helping Robin's kids cut into Janelle's time with him because he would show up late at 6.30 or 7 at night and he would leave by early, like 6.30 in the morning so that he could get Robin's kids off to school. Where was the nanny? Where was Robin? Surely Robin had enough help to get the kids up for school. Why did getting Robin's kids ready for school have to take from Janelle's time with her husband? He can help Robin's kids get ready for school and go off to school, but he never helped his other wives get the kids ready for school. He never took them to school. I want to know, what does the nanny do? Why couldn't the nanny help out? There is, of course, another example of Cody being unwilling to help with his kids and their routine. I'm sure you guys recall when Christine was pregnant with Truly and she had already had a miscarriage and a scary hemorrhage previous to this pregnancy, so it was a high-risk pregnancy. She took care of the kids all day and she worked part-time as well and she was overwhelmed and she went to Cody. She told him she needed help and Cody told her no, he couldn't help her. She was shit out of luck and this was her end of the deal to hold up. He could not help her. Yet Robin was able to not only get a nanny for herself for her home to help her babysit her kids and take care of her kids, But Cody takes her kids to school. He gets them ready in the morning. But when Christine was overwhelmed, she had this part-time job and this full-time job caregiving at home and this high-risk pregnancy, Cody said no. He couldn't help her with what she needed. He couldn't give her more than the other wives were getting. That was his excuse. She wasn't asking for more than everyone else, but that's what Cody said. And Cody said that even though they all lived in the same house in Lehigh, Helping Christine with tucking the kids in at night and settling them in on her couple nights a week when she worked part-time, when he lived in the same house with them, that that would be more than the other wives got and he just could not do it. So Aspen in fifth grade had to tuck her siblings in and she was parentified because Cody couldn't do it even though he lived in the same house. See how Cody makes it clear that he has a favorite wife he will do more for than anybody else? When Christine needed Cody's help just with tucking the kids in and they lived in one house, Cody couldn't do it. Yet, now he could leave Janelle's house, he could get there early at the ass crack of dawn to get Robin's kids ready for school and take them to school himself. And he cut into Janelle's time and that was more than the other wives got and it also cut into his time with his other wives. Cody has no problem if he's doing things for Robin, but he has a problem if it's for Christine or any of his other wives. But he doesn't have a favorite wife. He doesn't have a favorite. Cody explains that he was taking Solinari to school because he liked it and he says that 
before they were working so hard to make ends meet so he just couldn't and now he can do this with Saul and Ari and it's a second chance. And he says Robin never asked him to do it. Robin says she told Cody that this would create problems and when Robin told Cody that that would create problems that he was taking her kids to school but no one else's he told her to stop it and he was doing what he wants to do. Christine explains that she is tired of being blamed for being a bad sister wife and Christine says a bad sister wife is a sister wife who monopolizes the husband so he has no time for anybody else. Agreed. Doesn't that sound like someone we all know? According to Cody, a bad sister wife takes her kids away from her husband and that's exactly what Christine has done. Cody says Robin isn't guilty of that. Robin is just loyal and Christine wasn't. I agree with Christine. A bad sister wife prioritizes herself and the husband over the family and a bad sister wife puts her needs ahead of everyone else's in the family, just like Robin does. As we recall, the UNLV professor who studies polygamy did say one factor that determines the success of a healthy plural family is the sister wives being friends, getting along, and putting each other's needs ahead of their own, sacrificing for their sister wives, something Robin is completely incapable of, selflessness. Robin has always prioritized herself and her needs ahead of the families, and she prioritized Cody over everyone else. Provided she got all she wanted in her home for herself and her kids from Cody, she really didn't give a fuck if other people in other households and other relationships in this family were neglected because of all she demanded from Cody. Cody neglected everyone else in this plural family to give Robin so much. We all know Christine didn't take the kids away from Cody. And most of the kids want nothing to do with him because of the hurt he causes with his emotional abuse, neglect, favoritism, and toxic behavior. Selfishness. If anyone is the bad sister wife, it's Robin who played the damsel in distress, monopolizing Cody's time and investment when she was well aware that Cody was neglecting his other relationships in order to attend to her and her kids. She also would invalidate any of the kids or other wives who pointed out Cody's favoritism. And when Robin doesn't get that ideal relationship she envisions in her delusional mind, she will then try to manipulate people to get the desired result. And if that doesn't work, she will use Cody to triangulate him to try and leverage or manipulate or she will invalidate people and their experiences. Robin doesn't give a fuck about other people. She always puts herself first. She puts her kids first. And if them getting what they want out of Cody means Cody neglecting the larger family and those relationships, so be it. She doesn't care. Or she wouldn't engage in all the toxic behavior, in all the lies, manipulating, and gaslighting that she does. Next, Christine asks Janelle how her birthday was. Janelle had a fun evening, but she doesn't miss Cody. To Janelle, it really felt platonic. Janelle didn't feel like Cody was her husband, and it just felt like they were friends. And the end of the night, he dropped Janelle off, he went home, and then she hasn't heard from Cody in two weeks. Janelle explains after her birthday dinner when Cody dropped her off, 
She didn't want Cody to come in. She was happy for Cody to just drive away to Robin's house. Christine says the more she hears, the more she is sad for Janelle. She says Janelle is her friend and she wants to see her happy, not living this life where her husband takes her out for her birthday and then drops her off at home and goes home to his wife and then he hasn't talked to her for two weeks. Christine says, call it like it is and get out of Flagstaff because this is just sad. Janelle says she is sitting here with Christine and it feels like with everything she is saying about Cody, Christine is saying, oh, poor you, poor you, almost like she feels sorry for her giving that impression. And Janelle says she's fine. They aren't reconciling. She has no intention of reconciling. She isn't hoping that he comes around and she isn't going to settle for less than she deserves. She isn't vacillating. She's made up her mind. So it's wild to Janelle that she keeps getting this vibe from Christine of, oh, you deserve more, as if she doesn't know that. Janelle says she knows she deserves more and she is taking it for herself. She is doing more. I think Christine wants to see Janelle happy and she knows Janelle has to go through her process to get to the place where she is and maybe Janelle isn't there yet. I think Janelle is there and she knows what she's doing but she's also financially tied to these people so it's a lot harder for her to separate. Christine had the house that she could sell and liquidate to move on. Janelle doesn't have that. It's going to take a little bit longer and be a little more intricate and a little more complicated. So she's made up her mind. It's just going to be done in a slower fashion. And she probably is irked that Christine keeps pushing her as if she doesn't trust that Janelle has made up her mind when she has. Christine wants to do family vacations all together. And she even would consider a family reunion with everyone there. Janelle says she might be willing to do it in the future. Christine says she could do that with Robin and Mary too. Janelle doesn't want to spend holidays, but she says maybe they'll do a family reunion once a year or something, but she really doesn't have a desire to see Cody or Robin out. Christine would be willing to do a family reunion for the kids' sake. Mary would be open to doing a family reunion. She doesn't think it would be too awkward. Christine would do it just to get the kids together. She says she knows she wouldn't have great conversations with Mary, Robin, or Cody, but she'd do it. Robin feels like doing something like that when things aren't resolved and worked through, that's just trouble and fights. And Cody says after Christine's trash talking on him, he would never want to do a family reunion ever with her. Janelle doesn't care if she interacts with Robin and Mary from here forward. What's interesting is Cody blames Christine for everything wrong in his life. And he claims Christine is the one who ruined the family, according to him. And Robin claims, oh, she's all about the family. Yet Cody and Robin both are the only ones who aren't willing to do family reunions even for the kids' sake. They are the only ones opposed to it, and they're the ones crying loudest about the family rejecting them and not being able to be together on holidays when they really don't want to be all together as a family. The ones who cry and bitch that the family isn't getting together, that they're heartbroken, that they're mourning, that Christine keeps the kids away when Christine is willing to participate in this, Cody and Robin are the ones who make excuses about why the family can't get together. They keep putting up those hoops to jump through. When Christine is willing and Janelle is willing and Mary too. 
So that's very interesting that Robin is so heartbroken about holidays. She mourns every holiday and planning it. Yet when Christine has an actual interest in a family reunion for the kids' sake in the future, Robin says no, not until this and this and this and that, not until everything is worked out to her liking, and Cody says he won't even be around her. But Christine, Mary, and Janelle, the ones who always prioritize the larger family, would still be willing to prioritize the family and set aside their own grievances so that the kids and everyone can get together. But Robin and Cody only prioritize themselves, and they wouldn't do it. Cody is too resentful of Christine to even be around her, and Robin wants to create more hoops everyone has to jump through for her to be willing to participate in the family. But she's the one mourning and heartbroken every holiday that the family isn't getting together. What a crock of shit. The next scene is so cringe. Robin announces that Aurora is talking to a boy. I really feel sorry for the guy because he's probably going to need a therapist after a relationship with her. Mary was married by the time she was Aurora's age. Mary was married by 19. She was 19 for three months when she got married. And Cody had been 22 for three months when they tied the knot. Mary was married for a year by the time she was 20. And Mary wonders now if this bothers Cody because she used to always say that she never regretted marrying Cody, but she regretted not taking more time to get to know who she was. Whether or not this bothers Cody, it's the truth about how Mary feels. And she's right. At 19, especially when you grow up in a faith and a lifestyle that is so different from the outside world, and when you haven't lived life to even know yourself or the world, you really gain hindsight with the years and you understand that at 19, you really didn't know yourself. You didn't know life. You didn't really know the outside world. And you wish you lived more life before making that choice to get married so young, that you knew yourself, that you knew life, that you knew the world. And Cody probably feels the same way. And he was older than Mary. Mary says they were married six months almost to the day they met. That's not enough time. So now Mary is looking at Aurora thinking she has barely grown up and she's in college and she's doing college stuff that Mary never got to do. Mary announces that she isn't downsizing in Flagstaff. In fact, she signed a new contract to keep this house in Flagstaff. Robin is really happy that she doesn't have to worry about Mary moving away. And Robin says Mary moving her business to Parowan, it stresses her out. But she's just trying to trust what Mary is saying. And Mary said she is staying here. She isn't going anywhere. And she's just moving her business to make it more efficient. And so Robin is just letting that sink in. Cody says Mary has little involvement with him, Robin, and the kids. So Cody has no problem with Mary moving full-time to Parowan. He would love it. It would feel like Christmas if Mary said, I'm moving full-time. Wow, he would be elated. We would see Cody smiling for the first time in decades. Cody says Mary keeps reassuring him that this is not her moving on, and he keeps thinking that Mary should move on. Mary says any of these family experiences that she can have, she will take, like the one she had today with Robin and her kids. Mary says this is what she signed up for. She also signed up to have a husband who values, loves, and respects her too, who participates with her in their marriage. 
Christine always thought her sister wives, Mary Janelle and Robin, would always be her sister wives. But she says that just wasn't sustainable. And Janelle says she and Robin, they could work together as a team for what the family needed, but they never had a one-on-one relationship. And she and Mary struggled so hard for so many years that she just has no desire to keep putting in that effort for someone who is just so different from her personality-wise. Janelle says everything was great until last year or so, and then she started changing and she realized she needs something different from a relationship. And it really doesn't seem to fit the parameters anymore of what she and Cody had. And so she keeps thinking there should be more drama with her wanting to leave, but there isn't drama. She is just ready for something different. And Christine reveals that she didn't see Cody as being heartbroken when she left either. She says Cody seemed angry some of the time, but he didn't seem heartbroken. Janelle says her breakup with Cody is very amiable. And Christine wonders how it can be amiable. And she says she saw the big fight. That wasn't amiable. Janelle says she and Cody had a fight. It was the end of their marriage effectively. And she says she has to be amiable and functional. And she and Cody work on that level when they need to. In other words, she compartmentalizes how she feels and all of her emotions and she sets them aside to work with Cody. I think what Janelle is trying to do is she's trying to keep the confrontation to a minimum, keep the emotions to a minimum, keep the drama to a minimum, because let's not forget, Janelle doesn't have a house she can just sell and easily take that money and move on. She has nothing. Her money is tied up in the land with all of these other people that she has to get paid off in order to be able to get her finances back in order so that she can move on. So right now she knows she has to keep things peaceful, keep the drama to a minimum, compartmentalize, get this issue with the land paid off and over with so that she can leave Cody and move on. It's not as easy as Christine had it where she could sell her house. I really don't think Janelle saw the fight as amiable. I just think she doesn't like drama, she doesn't like confrontation, and she likes things to be as calm and peaceful as possible. And I think she knows Christina's going to go hard, and she really doesn't want to go hard or create more drama. She doesn't want to discuss things as much as Christine does. And I think she knows that financially she has a lot to work through with the family and with Cody before she can completely stick a fork in it and deem the marriage done. So she probably wants to be as non-confrontational as possible to keep the drama at a minimum, at least until the land is resolved and she can recoup something to build or she can leave. Christine could easily sell her home and get out of Dodge. And Janelle is dealing with a lot financially. She is very intertwined with Cody and the rest of the family, and she doesn't have an asset she can liquidate very easily to just peace out. So her separation will take more time and a lot more interaction with Cody. So I think her strategy is to keep things as peaceful as possible. Janelle is more at peace when Cody is not around and she says she needs something different and she needs more of a companion. Janelle tells Christine that she would consider a plural marriage again. She likes plural marriage. And Christine says she has been jealous about so many things in her life that there is no need for her to get pre-jealous about Janelle's next relationship, but it's hard to hear that. Janelle would consider plural marriage. And Christine says, coming from her perspective, 
she wouldn't do it. She would never live polygamy ever again. And Christine asks Janelle what she likes about polygamy. And Janelle likes her independence and she would consider plural marriage again because of that. Christine is flabbergasted and she asks Janelle if she still believes in the faith part of it and Janelle does. Janelle says just because this relationship hasn't worked out, most marriages don't work out, but it doesn't mean she wouldn't consider living in a plural family again. Janelle would totally do it again. She explains that when she saw Cody, there was a spiritual connection. It was a spiritual vibe. She felt like she knew him and she said if that ever happened again and it would take something profound, then she would live it. Christine says if a guy had other wives and she married him and they happened to be soulmates, she still wouldn't do it because the amount of heartbreak that those other wives would go through, she would never want to put anybody through that. Of course, Christine knows how much it hurts and how it feels. Christine asks Janelle if Cody knows where she is at mentally and that she doesn't care anymore. And Janelle tells Cody about it, but she doesn't think Cody is paying attention and tracking it. And Christine mentions that she thinks Cody is just a monogamous now. He's a monogamous. And Janelle says yes, and she agrees with Christine that Cody is a monogamous. For the first time, she has agreed that Cody now lives monogamy. And Janelle says it feels like Cody slipped into the role of monogamy and he did it a while ago and he was just trying to maintain his responsibilities with his plural family. Janelle says if she cared, it would bother her, but she really doesn't care anymore. She doesn't and she says, Cody and Robin, they can have each other. Christine asks Janelle if she would stay in a marriage with Cody if things changed. And Janelle says yes, if Cody changed, She would stay in a marriage with him. She would stay if Cody could fully engage with her as a marriage partner. And Janelle says she and Cody have been friends with benefits for years. That's basically all they've been. And she's ready for more. But if Cody changed and he could engage with her as a marriage partner, she would stay. She says if Cody were to give her what she needed in a relationship, she would stay. And Christine says... Cody is not going to stop being Robin's husband to be Janelle's. Cody's never going to change. And Christine is right about this. Christine says Robin has an amazing husband. And she says, looking in, that's everything she ever wanted in a husband. What Robin has with Cody. But she is so disgusted by Cody's behavior. She's disgusted. She's disappointed. She's appalled by Cody's behavior. Cody doesn't get why Janelle can't be married to him because he says she was married to him when he was married to Mary and she was married to him when he was married to Christine and to Robin. So Cody asks, why not now? Janelle says she thinks plural marriage works if everybody is really trying to make it work. Christine says if that's what Janelle wants, then she's going to encourage her to live plural marriage if she wants that. Janelle is at a loss right now because according to her faith that she believes in, she can't easily be released or walk away. Their marriages are very sacred and she can't remarry until she is released from her covenants. But she isn't really a part of that religious community anymore and there is no one she can go to to request a release to remarry. So there are a lot of steps to get released. 
Christine makes a joke that you aren't fully released until you have sex with the next guy. And she laughs about it as they flash back to Robin saying that until Christine has sex with another man, she isn't divorced. Christine is laughing and she clarifies that that's not true. There are a lot of steps for release and that's not one of them. And she says it's not true. She's never heard that in her entire life. I'm glad Christine can laugh at Robin's bullshit. I love it when I see Christine laughing at the fuckery. Janelle says she's happy, she's content, but nothing else is happening. So she's just kind of staying put in a limbo. Christine says Cody isn't going to change. And she wonders, does Janelle really want to be married to Robin's husband? Because that's what it's going to be. Exactly. Janelle will always be a second class citizen in comparison to Robin and Cody's life will always revolve around Robin and her kids. Christine feels that Janelle deserves to have someone who loves her who is not going to just be friends with benefits because that's not a marriage. Christine says Cody will just continue to give Janelle scraps. Christine is right of course. Janelle just thinks Cody is who he is and maybe he was this guy for a few years and he was just kind of waiting for everybody to fall off or get away or go away or for everything to just break down unless it could be lived with everything the way he wanted in the way he wanted it to be lived. Janelle says he isn't pining away for the family that he's lost except for when his ego is involved. And then it makes him look bad that his family is no longer intact. And then he cries, my family, my family. Janelle admits that Cody was waiting for people to leave, pushing them out, making it inhospitable for them. He was waiting for it to happen, for everything to implode, without him being the one to end things. He wanted this. He wanted to be free, free from his obstacles to his goals in life. He wanted to live monogamously. And he was only willing to live plural marriage if he could control everyone and do things his way to make it easier and more convenient on him. And when people wouldn't submit, Cody was done. And this is what Cody wanted. Cody isn't pining for his family. He wanted to be free from the obstacles to his goals in life. He isn't pining for them. He only does it on camera when it serves his ego for his optics. And I think Janelle knows well that Cody is ego-driven and he's selfish, and she probably sees some of his narcissistic traits. Cody only pines on camera when it serves him. But Cody wanted this, and I think Janelle makes it clear that she understands Cody. She understands his toxic tactics. Christine says, based on this conversation, she would say that Janelle hasn't had that defining moment yet where she knows that it's over. And Christine says she will know. She'll know when she is there. I think Janelle knows, but I think Janelle is worried about financially being screwed over and all of her money and all of her credit is tied up in this land with Cody and these other people. And she needs Cody to help her pay off the land or else her financial situation is fucked. So she knows if she antagonizes him too much or she speaks too much truth or she does anything to create more drama that it's going to make it harder for her to financially get what she needs so that she's able to leave the family since she doesn't have an asset to liquidate the way Christine did. But I think Janelle does know. That does it for this episode. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week with the next episode of Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 11. Bye!